Today, I'm so happy to have Sujay here with us. Um, I really love you. <laughs> I will start by saying that I feel like there's not many people that I that I watch in this field working in sexuality that I feel really live what they are teaching. And like you, you are one of the people that I look at and see that you live what you teach, and that's really amazing and beautiful and meaningful. And I, I, I love that about you. Today we're going to be talking about uh, Tantra and sexual wounds, sexual traumas, um, a really sensitive subject. And I'm sure there is a lot to talk about. Um, and we will today try to um, talk about the, the, big, the big subjects around this. If you guys have any questions, then I have my phone here and uh, you guys are welcome to, to ask them as we're going through. Um, so yeah, we can start. Mm -hmm. Yes, first I want to say that I'm really glad to, to be here and that you invite me because we know each other from quite a long time. Yes. So it's, uh, it's, it's uh, felt familiar and uh, nice. Though I didn't know it's going to be in English. <laughs> so if I'm missing one word or two, just project uh, yeah. for that and help me with that because then this is not my mother language. Yeah, no problem. So I will start by also saying that um, since this whole Me Too thing came out a few years ago, I have been really shocked to hear how many women how many people how many men have come out with stories like uh, so many people like if i if i conclude all of my friends list and there's such a big wide range of what is defined as sexual trauma then um, so many people have had some kind of experience in their lives and that was really shocking for me to to understand Taking it back, what do you define as trauma, even before sexual trauma? What is trauma? Well, first, I want to say that there is a, quite a difference between the Tantra approach and the, let's say, the more non-scientific or clinic approach to trauma. Because of course, Tantra is a way originally to become enlightened. Right, yeah. right. For centuries, for thousands of years, they were using Tantra to heal our soul just to be enlightened, mm. like the yoga and Buddhism and everything. But the tools that's using by the Tantra are working also with trauma. Mm. That's so just to say in the beginning that originally Tantra was not meant to heal trauma, but it does mm. because it heals us from inside. Mm. And as much as we more investigate the the ways the Western uh, medicine and the science about trauma, we see that those two fields are merging to each other. And actually, the 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 recent research about trauma saying that we have to work with tools that actually thousands of years we are working in the Tantra field mm. already. And right. I will speak about that later, but 
generally if you're going and asking what is trauma yeah what is post-trauma yeah, yeah because mm-hmm. trauma is the injury mm-hmm. or the, the the event that something happened that was so hard to digest emotionally mentally or in other way that the body and our soul start to protect himself right. itself and that kind of protection helped to pass those terrifying moments but it also left a scar in our mm. soul right yeah and if you're talking about more scientifically our nervous system has many layers of how to protect ourselves from things that right. are happening yeah yeah for example if we if we are uh, seeing something that are frightening us we can run away yeah we can stand and try to fight it or we can just freeze oh there are some other responses that we're talking about but also there are some responses that taking us so deep inside and shutting down mm-hmm. our nervous system and generally our nervous system can and has the ability to heal ourselves and make and bring yourself back to a subtle and loving space right but when we have a really event that it's really shaking us up mm-hmm. sometimes our nervous system is keeping herself very very high tuned and very nervous yeah and people who have trauma they are going on with that right so what is happening that actually they are living the traumatic event again uh, and again wow. and again it's look like they are closed in a capsule of time mm. and they never leave this event of the past so what happened when we are still in this event everything that's happened around looks really dangerous and really frightening and our body and our emotional body is reacting as we are in a real danger mm. so people who are in a post-trauma mm. they can see the world in a very different colors than a person that doesn't have a post-trauma and it's changing the way people are experiencing life right And actually it's quite a difficult way because because everything is completely changed right right what would you say are um, common traumas that you know you maybe have found and seen and maybe like um, you know you have your your most obvious traumas and maybe the less obvious ones well I start to ask that about the me too. Right. that everyone has a some kind of story but it is true because all of us are traumatic in a way especially in the sexual field mm. all of us maybe people who are still on the on the jungles right. the amazonas that they are really naked and everything is 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 easy going with sexuality yeah. but all of us were just wake up from our ability to to be uh, natural with our uh, sexuality right and our uh, culture doesn't let us to feel our sexuality in a nature way mm. so we're starting from a very low point 
and this is a part of the problem. Right. Because people who are, have a really loving their sexuality and grow in a place that was giving them the space to love the body, they will be less traumatized, even if they will have the same event of people that are in a very strong and uh, tight education or uh, right. in a culture wow. about sexuality. Mm. So our culture is, is one is, is the, the problem. Base. <laughs> it is the problem about sexuality. Yeah. Right. We have a problem because right. we deny sexuality. Right. We ignore sexuality. We, uh, we have a lot of guilt about sexuality. Right. A lot of fear about sexuality. And this is the start of the problem. Mm-hmm. From that, things are happening. Right. And that's also a place where the Tantra is coming in a very natural way because Tantra say, let's say yes, mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. to sexuality as a mm-hmm. part of life. And this is one of the greatest things that Tantra can make and, and help. So you ask about a different kind of trauma and some trauma, are, traumatic events can be very physical. Mm-hmm. For example, you, I, I was going in the street and then I, I saw something that was really threatening my life or I was experiencing others treating life. For example, um, I was almost falling or someone was um, happening, something happened to someone near me. So this is a traumatic of an event, yeah? Um, that's about injury, about body, about uh, life risking. Mm, survival. Yeah. Some traumas uh, can be with um, actually other person trauma, secondary trauma, we can uh, say that, yeah. For yeah. example, my father was in the, in the Holocaust, for example, yeah. And he has a trauma because he lost his parents there. Mm-hmm. And I, as his son, even I didn't, I haven't been there, I will take a little bit of, mm-hmm. of that to my soul and I will also experience as as I did. Right. As I experienced those those hurtful. Um, so it's this is the secondary trauma. Wow. And of course there are the complex trauma. And that's those are the wars of people that in the childhood or in a very, very long time, they were traumatized again and again and again and again. Yeah. Especially as much as we are youngest, the trauma can go deeper. Oh, really? This is really important thing. Mm. Yeah. Because we still doesn't don't have the, the the network and the ability to cure ourselves or to support ourselves. And we need the support of the people that are need to support us. Right. And especially if they are the one who are hurting us. Right? For for example, um, in a sexual abuse in the family. Right. So those are most most of the worst case right. of being traumatized. Right. And probably the hardest to touch. It's like yeah. we already have uh, such a blocked out memory from childhood and then needing to go into the pain of that. It's many people that I find only discover that they have had such experiences like much, much later in life. Like there's the whole middle life that people have just forgotten or unable to touch that yes, space. Exactly. What is happening because our, our nervous system is so clever. He, 
it makes some kind of shutdown mm-hmm. and block the memories so we can survive. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when we are growing up, those memories can come out. And at the beginning, it's hurtful. Right. Then we remember things or pieces of, of uh, pictures or smells from the past. Right. And slowly, slowly, the big picture is built up. Mm-hmm. And, but this is also the time, I think, I believe that our body is so genius and he's just waiting for the right time mm. to cure himself, to right. heal himself. Right. So it's mean in a way, of, although it's, it's feel really bad at the time that it's happening, yeah. the meaning, the deep meaning is that actually our body and our soul wants some kind of healing and we find the right time and say, okay, now you are strong enough to go into that mm. and deal with that. Mm. So what does what does unresolved trauma look like in the body and let's talk maybe specifically about sexual trauma how does it um, how does it affect commonly men and how does it commonly affect women what are what are the symptoms that actually come out at that age when you're at the age where you're already exploring sexuality well the thing is it, it's such a big variation of, of uh, symptoms but we can say generally that the sexuality will be uh, will be changed right. people with the uh, sexual trauma have the from one side they can be shut down completely and have no sexual um, feelings or arousal completely disconnect and for the other hand they can be very sexual sometimes hypersexual yeah in a way that's hurting themselves especially women and men, yeah. It's completely, both of them are disconnection, yeah. One of them is going hippo and one of them is going hippo, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and also there is, there is ability that, uh, that it's moved from the hippo to the, to the hippo, from high sexuality to low sexuality. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of sexuality, I need to do something with that. And then for a few weeks or a few months or a few years, nothing. This is one thing that, that can be, that can give a kind of clue. Another thing is, is, the, um, is the sensation. The mm. body is disconnected. Mm. And sometimes we really can't feel part of the body. In a man's body, it will be um, the, the penis, the lingam, will be unsensitive, mm. completely unsensitive. And it's mean that he will have problem to get to an orgasm because mm. he can't feel. Right. And then what happened to men that can't get orgasm? He moved faster and aggressive way. Right. And he's, he's trying to get that and became completely dependent on that and became frustrated. And addicted maybe. And addicted to porn and right. to high volume of sexual right. thing because he, he needs to feel something. Right. And actually the same thing can happen with women. Right. That they are using the body and they want to be fucked, they want to be to be um, um, touched in a way that's actually almost hurting them because they can't feel nothing, and even pain right. can 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 feel something, yeah. So they want the pleasure, but yeah. they want to, to to feel something because right. women with uh, traumatic events on sexual, even rape or even a, a complex trauma from the childhood develop some kind of disconnected with the yoni, with the vagina. Right. And it means that the sensitivity will be very low and sometimes even uh, they will get some kind of uh, disease 
autoimmune disease, like fibromyalgia, endometriosis, and sometimes just you know, vestibulitis, so right. even infections in the vagina, Constant, yeah. they, can, they can show us that there is some kind of traumatic event in this area, mm. okay? Another thing will be, of course, all traumatic people have a problem and difficulties of relating to each other. Right. They, they, they actually can't feel safe enough to, to look and to be in a friendship, in a, in a relationship, deep mm-hmm. relationship. And of course, it depends on the gratitude of the trauma. Right. Okay. So I know that there are very different ways the West and maybe the East use to, to meet these, 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 these pains, these wounds. What would you say are the common tools that the West uses? And how is it different? from um, maybe a more tantric approach? I will start to say that I am using the Western uh, tools and also the tantric tools. And at the beginning, because I came from the medical uh, academy, Mm. I was an animal doctor, but I learned about the body seven years and and the academy. I was very interested in, in the latest research about trauma mm. and as much as i learned more about the scientific work i understood that the tantra has it already for thousands of years oh, wow. so it's amazing that actually at the end i will think both um, theories will merge mm. the first who was doing that was osho of course yeah mm-hmm. he said let's take the the the, the western um, way and the eastern way and merge them together because the meditation and the science yeah mm. that's what he called right and i am also his sanyas yeah and i'm going this path also and i develop also my tools because at the last 30 years a lot of things were changing about uh, tantra theory mm. um, so the western the western theory is talk, talking about um, a mental behavior that it's connected to to the body to the nervous system and the treatment can go with different kind of methods i will just name a few of them one of them will be of course the somatic experience right. Peter Levine, yeah, it's an amazing um, way to ask where does the the trauma was stuck in the body I will just say it very simply, okay? I'm not going inside the details. But let's say that animals doesn't have, most of them doesn't have trauma. Yeah. Although they are, they are facing a traumatic events every day, in a daily. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Peter Levine said that they have the way to shake the trauma mm-hmm. out. Um, and in the somatic experience, we are just going back to the traumatic event, or actually just a little bit before we got, got into the stage of the shutdown or the freeze or the, or the event that made the trauma. And we try to make a different road, route in our narrative. Okay. Because the narrative is very important. Right. Yeah. If we are changing the narrative, we're solving a part, a big part of the problem. 
uh, so by, by saying narrative you mean changing the story yeah because what's happening about people that have like trauma post trauma they have a lot of shame they have a lot of self they really feeling that they 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 blew it up they didn't do the right thing you mean they blame themselves yes they blame themselves they have a lot of anger about what they behave in which way they behave in those moments and actually they're very disappointed and we need to change that right yeah we need to change it because it's not helping in any way right to loving ourselves and, right. and heal because love is one of the greatest tool to heal our mm. our soul right and people a person who doesn't love himself right will be very it will be very difficult to me right to really understand himself and you know just hug himself and loving himself and understanding that his body did the best in this moment right really understanding that it's really a part of of uh, healing the person Yeah. Another way will be the polyvagal theory. Uh, it's amazing theory and it explains so much about how the, the tools to work with tra- trauma are working. For example, the, the theory talk about the connection between the, the way that we are relating to each other mm-hmm. and our nervous system. For example, if I will speak with you and looking at you and moving and really using my prosoic voice like that, something in your body will relate to that and we will move together as, mm. as one. And it means that my, the way that I speak or I move or I breathe or I just being here present will touch a part in your nervous system. Mm. And we can be resonance together mm. I can feel you and you can feel me mm. and this is very very similar to what the Tantra said mm. now the Tantra doesn't speak about nervous system but they say that our bodies our energetic bodies mm. if we are really tuned in if you are breathing in a special way if we are looking on each other in a special way if you are using our voice in a special way you something in our body will relax mm. and we got inside the embodiment sensation right. and then we can be resonance together and heal each other mm. and actually many of the tantric um, really agents uh, tools and um, and um, ceremonies are doing with that without understanding anything about the polyvagant terror right. so it's working because it's They did that for right. thousands of years. They, wow. they, they had trauma. Yeah. And they found out that meditation and breathing and moving and touching are working. Mm-hmm. They are really give us a, a feeling of connection. Right. And connection is everything. Right. Yeah. Is that between lovers or between, can that also be between um, therapy, therapist and... Great question. think that when what's happening between the therapist and the client in the the clinic in the tantra way is we are we are being becoming as lovers mm-hmm. without the sex right yeah but therapy is love without the sex 
Mm. And it means that we are bringing our heart to be opened together and be resonance together, being in yes mm. together. Now, this is not the love that we do, romantic love. That we right, talking. right. It's about presence. It's about seeing each other, seeing our client, and really love him as he is, mm. being in yes to what he is. Right. And you need to practice that because it's not an idea. Right. It's something that's happening with the body. Mm. Really looking at this person, that look at his, himself and have so much guilt. He sees himself as such an ugly, such a, you know, not deserving anything. Yeah. And the ability to learn mm. to look at him and love him. Mm. And then from this kind of attitude to let him see himself through my eyes. Yeah, wow. This is this is the, the most important yeah. thing about tantra. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Right. At the beginning, it started between lovers and the tantra. Right. But then we took the tools and we copied them. Mm. And it can be also happening between men and men, women and women, women and men. And of course, the tantric way also suggests some kind of walk mm. that includes touch and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I will talk about this later because it's really important to know how to do those and use those tools in the right way. The sexuality and the conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, not all tantric therapy is uh, should have a sexual uh, treatment or a yoni massage or linga massage or some other thing. Right. But it's a tool, a radical tool. Right. But it's very, very a strong one. Yeah. Strong as in powerful. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. And as much as it's powerful, we need to hold it in a very, very safe environment. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. It's um, dealing with something as sensitive as trauma. How, how common is it that people find themselves re-traumatized? Or actually, how can you afford, avoid re-traumatizing um, the story? By mm. by meeting and by opening, and... it's a great it's a great question, and there is also uh, some differences between some of the therapists and the tantric therapist, and but the difference is how do do the work, because exposing the person and giving going through the trauma again can actually make it the trauma deeper if you don't let any kind of escaping point mm. or defense. Mm. That's what happened to, to person, people who have trauma. They are just experiencing the same trauma again and again and again. And because it's something that are with their brain, mm. there is a directing or some kind of a, a directing of the movement of the of the neurons in the, in the, in the brain that make it stronger. This passes becomes stronger and stronger and the, and the thing will be bad, more bad. So we need to redirect mm. the nervous system. The world is redirecting the nervous system. Mm. In the traditional tantra, scientific, we are talking about going from up to down or to, from down to up. Right. And the tantra is doing both of them. Mm. One way of the tantra will be all the walk with mindfulness, with reading, with meditation. So there is a a way to look and be aware of our emotions and 
bring them back to control from true awareness. The second part of the, of the Tantra is walking through the body. There is a lot of work with the body, right. like the yoga do. Right. Yeah. And it's already uh, improved uh, and that yoga is helping to traumatic people. Yeah. So also Tantra will help them because it's very, very similar. Uh, breathing, there is a lot of breathing in the, in the Tantra, a lot of breathing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's one of the main tools. Right. Using the breathing, the breathing is connected to our to parts of the of the of our, of our brain that we are, can control, and some parts that we can't control. Mm -hmm. And as that, we can make a connection again between the parts of the mind that have this tend to be aggressive or to be afraid, and our our part of the mind that has the ability to look on everything and be more cognitive right. and understanding. And actually, in traumatic people, this connection has uh, some kind of problem. Right. They just feel something or see something. The body is reacting in an unconscious way, and they find themselves doing things that they don't want to do. Right. I just say it in a very simple way. Yeah. So we want to make this connection strong again as a person that is healed or has never has a trauma. Right. So I'm sure this is so common, people doing things that they don't want to do or things that they think they should do. And I guess that's all built upon the story and the story that they're telling themselves. What would you advise people maybe that are watching this Um what tools can people begin to meet a trauma? Like, I'm sure there's a, of course, therapy is, is something to go to. And what would you have to say about that? Mm -hmm. But also what people can start to do in their own journey. Like, you know, they finish watching this and, you know, they go to their bed or they go to the room and they have some time to themselves. How can people start meeting themselves on on and this story, let's say. Well, there are so many tools that you can use at home. The first thing I would say, walking with the body. And each one of us can do that. It doesn't need to, to know too many things. Sport can really help. Yoga, Tai Chi, Aikido, eh, all the things that are embodiment and making a control of the body. Judo, karate, whatever, yeah. Meditation. It's very simple. Yeah. Although maybe we need to to have some kind of experience with that, yeah. but it's quite easy. Um, singing. Yeah. <laughs> Just giving some parts that really can help us yeah. singing because using our chords and vocal voice can really help us to making sound. Yeah. For example. You know the Om. Yeah. Now the Om is a very simple thing. Yeah. You know, everyone knows that because they think this is a meditation. <laughs> actually, think about it. There is three things that are happening in hmm. this Om thing. First of all, we are breathing. We are deep breath, and then we take the air really slow out. Om. Yeah. So breathing very, very uh, slow out, yeah. really relaxing our nervous system. Second thing, we are making a sound, a very deep sound. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And this deep sound 
is vibrating in our body and relaxing him. And also part of it is going to our ears. Mm. And it became like a very, very music walk. And our body and our nervous system get relaxed again. Mm. Okay. The third thing, we are closing our eyes and we are watching our body from the inside. Really mm. watching from mm. the feet to the head. Yeah. Just moving and feeling ourselves. This is a self-awareness. Mm. So just doing that. Right. Yeah. Just doing that. Three, four, five minutes a day can change. Just it's beautiful to hear because <laughs> personally, <laughs> I have such a resistance to, to oming, and it's nice to hear it from um, this perspective. Well, I, I, I use the home because om because many people know that. Right. But it became very, you know, very um, commercial thing. Right. But I say just sitting alone. Yeah. yeah. If you feel some kind of, of noxious or rage or any kind of... Uh, uh, tense, just you know, sitting. <laughs> yeah, you can sit on the on the chair. You can sit like that. Just putting your hands, really relaxing, feeling inside, taking a deep breath, closing your eyes, and then just. Just taking out, and it's amazing how that simple tool. Can work. Right. Of course, there are so many tools. Right. We can shake our body. Yeah. We can move. We can make emotional release that we can we can learn. Some some uh, good idea that is just to stand up like a, if if you know the Kundalini meditation. Yeah. For sure. Is the first stage is just standing up right. and shaking the body mm. for fifteen minutes, shaking the body, yeah. just shaking the body. And yeah. it's amazing because there is so much tense in our in our body. Yeah. And it's just relaxing everything. And it's shaking. Also, it's in a way, it's awaking our sexual energy. Mm. Because when we are in a tense um, stage, our sexual and engagement ability are getting shut down. Mm. So actually just you know, like shaking all the right. um, all our fears out, our thoughts out. And moving them, beginning to move. The thing is to move the energy. Right. Because the, the Tantra doesn't talk about nervous system. It's, it's talk about energies. It's talk about chakras. It's talk about breathing as a way to move the energy. Right. And it's look at trauma in a very different way. Mm. It's not, not completely different, but in a very different approach. Yeah. You say that our body is an energetic body. We have different kinds of bodies. Yeah. And when and everything that we experience in our life is reminding our body, not only in the head, of right. course, our, our brain can remember things, but also our body can absorb events and can hold them. Mm. When our body is holding things, when we can't really digest those events, so the body is holding that. And of course, as much as the event is more traumatic, the body will react and shut down and the energy will stack them. Right. So the thing is to change and move the energy to the body. If you can move the life energy to the body, the trauma will also move. Yeah. yeah. So the thing that comes to me now is the bodies. Because we have multiple bodies, right? We have the mental, the emotional, and the physical. And I'm sure that people that go through 
traumas have different parts of their bodies affected. And maybe this is why verbal therapy is something that's amazing and and supporting, but it doesn't meet the physical body, it doesn't meet the emotional body. So maybe, you know, also how could we meet those different bodies? And also maybe some tools on how to meet, like the, the examples that you just gave now were meeting physical body. Mainly, right? Uh, no. No. Physical. <laughs> the thing and is that, that you know, just just uh, you know, there are those three bodies, but they are connected between. Them. Right. When you move one of them, the other is also moved because it's, yeah. they are resonance with each other. For example, right. even the ohm, that it's connected to the physical body. You know, yeah. we are breathing. Right. We are um, moving the air out. We are making sound. We are closing the eyes. So is it uh, mental or is it uh, emotional or is it body? <laughs> As you know, when we're making meditation, it's change all of them together. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't put emotion in there. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Because when we are making, if it's, it's uh, make the emotions really calm down. Mm. So it's, it's, it's like calming them. Yeah, it's calming them. And sometimes if you are using a different kind of breathing, for example, if we breathe a hyper, uh, um, some kind of, let's say, pulsation breathing, yeah. it will take the emotions out that are locked in. Mm. So the body and the emotional and the mental are mixed together. Right. So and the Tantra is using all the degrees together. For example, right. if you will breathe shamanic kind of breathing, like it's like breathing like really deep and, and fast, in, in some part of the breathing, we will feel our body is changing, mm. our body sensation is changing. Yeah. We feel some kind of electricity moving to the body. Yeah. We can feel uh, sometimes a sexual arousal, sometimes pain. And then after some time, we will feel our head and our mind is getting very reduced. Mm. Uh, there is no thinking. Right. I'm in a meditation state. Yeah. And the third thing that will happen is that our emotion will be very, very exposed. Mm. And we can find ourselves in a crying or laughing with no reason. Right. Or just feeling fear that was stuck in our, our body and now we are letting it go out. Right. So the Tantra is working in those three dimensions all together. But um, I agree that working only in a verbal way is very good. And I think also the, the last research about trauma saying the same thing. You can't really work only on the, mm. on the head. And actually, I think you can't really work only on the body. Yeah? Right. You need to make some kind of completion mm. between the story right. and the energy. And the experience. And, and, yeah. and, and for that, you need to be skilled in both areas right in the verbal way how to do that how to change how to approach person and also in the body walk you know to to let people connect to the body again right. and find a way to heal themselves right. through right. the body yeah so taking this understanding now and bringing that to the tantric way of therapy um who you say combine all of these methods um it takes me to this uh, understanding of tantra therapy. You know, I think that 
you know, in my in my world now, it's it's the thing that pops up on my Facebook feed constantly. It's like it's it's become such an overused word. So many people use tantra therapy or just the word tantra. They add it to every single workshop, you know. And um, what what is the authentic, real way of tantra? What what is that? What is that? What is that really? It's a quite hard question because Tantra as a way has a very, very different past. Uh, but we can say that most of the people that are using Tantra right now, they are using the sexuality mm-hmm. and saying that Tantra and sexuality or Tantra is a way to explore sexuality. Right. That it's generally true but it's just a very very small part of the tantra if i don't want to go inside you know um deep explanation because we can start now and we'll stop yeah but i can say for me tantra is the ability uh, to be in the moment in the present and saying yes to life and I know that it's, it sounds very crazy, but Tantra approach to life is saying yes, it's saying I agree to what is happening. And it's not easy, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. For example, if someone dies, most of us will say no to that. Mm-hmm. It's hard and it's painful. Mm-hmm. And we want this person to be here. Right. But Tantra has a different approach. Mm. So, okay, after the grief, we need to let go. Mm. And understanding that dead and life are combined together, they are mm. part of each other, like day and night. Mm. Tantra doesn't make any definition between good and bad. Mm. And it's taking everything in. Right. And this is needs also to have a lot of experience to do that because we are trained, our mind is trained to say this is good and this is bad. Right. And we need to be about that to right. see the whole picture. That's why the original tantric way was a way to be non-dualic mm-hmm. and the, the way to be completely conscious in the moment mm-hmm. and completely being a yes mm-hmm. to life and yes to ourselves, loving right. ourselves and loving to the, to the world. Right. And this is actually... Yeah. being enlightened right yeah. and this is also maybe the root of being able to really heal from sexual trauma is to be in this mindset and it doesn't mean that we need to be enlightened to right. heal from trauma yeah. we need a certain degree of let's say light in our soul right that will that can help us with the dark side yeah. and the, the only another thing about tantra very, very different from uh, other spiritual ways is that Tantra doesn't look at the dark sides as bad, the bad as the right. bad right. sides. Right. Actually, they look at it as a, a potential of, of learning and loving them also. Mm. So the energy is moved not to take them away or push them away. Yeah. Opposite, opposite way, just to hold them yeah. and embrace them slowly slowly learn to understand them and understand that they are part of us right 
and it's quite hard. But if we are just merged with what we are doing with Tantra, so instead of pushing the Tantra out and not remember it and deny it and feeling that it's really bad, something that, bad that happened to me, slowly, slowly we, we show the client or the person to get connected to it. Right. And when you get connected to that, a lot of emotions and a lot of really bad stuff will go out. Mm -hmm. Pain, anger, um, fear. Yeah. And at the beginning, we teach the person how to deal with such amount of emotion that the society learns not, not to deal with. Right. So Tantra is starting with saying yes to our emotions, mm. to our body, to our sexuality, to our dark sides, and actually become friends of them. Yeah. Now, the second stage, yeah. when we already have those tools, we can move the energy to us, we are not afraid of those emotional, we can look directly to these events. Right. And actually, it's like, you know, coming to a surgery. Yeah. You can't really treat something without looking. Right. So the person can look at his own wounds, really heal them, he can really love himself, he can really put energy and love yeah. in a safe zone, safe environment. It's yeah. really important that that those treatments, those kind of, of things will happen in a very, very safe place. Right. And then the, the third stage can happen. The third stage will, will start to embrace also, the places that were inherited, mm. and understand that those events was part of life. Mm. This is hard. You know, it's some kind of forgiveness. Sure, it's more than forgiveness. Actually, it's, it's saying yes. It's, that we had a purpose of, of for them. You know, there, there is a, a saying in the tantric way like, even if you fall on your face, you you got. One and a one one meter seventy centimeter ahead, <laughs> and everything is a part right. of life. Right. Nothing is, you know, you can't really take something and take it out and say I don't want it right. because everything is interconnected. Right. And if you pluck a flower from the garden, you pluck a flower from the universe. Right. And it's it, it, it's the same in our in our emotional body in our soul. If you take parts in our soul and mm. you push them away. Yeah. We are not complete. We right. are we are we are we are we become fragile yeah. and we can't really reach ourselves. Right. So the first thing is really to go inside and really feel that. Yeah. And this is the main part. Mm. Okay. And there are many, many ways to do that. Mm. Yeah. Meditation is one way, but walking with the body is the second way, then walking and moving the emotions and looking at them at the face is the third way. And if we took talk about sexual trauma is also looking at sexuality and stop being afraid of it. Mm. Which is where the whole lingam massage, yoni massage and working with sexuality in a more physical way can be a route to that. One route for that, yeah. For example, in a yoni massage, we are doing all the three of them. Yeah. Because we are connecting the body, you know, a woman that had some kind of disconnection she can't feel. Right. She can't feel the legs. She can't feel. She feels from here and up. Yeah. Right. And this one is moving automatically. Right. 
So sometimes no orgasm, sometimes there is a pain, sometimes there is nothing, numbness. Right. So the first thing is to bring the awareness and the and the the way to look to those areas, make them alive again. Right. I would say bringing the soul back to those parts in the body that was disconnected. Right. So yoni and yoni massage that can be also without touching the yoni. It's right. really amazing. Yeah. It can be with a massage to the yoni, to the lips, to the inner thighs, to inner the vagina, but it can be also energetic or just moving around. Right. It's bringing back the awareness. And it's nothing that you can do in one Time. Session, you know, right. people say, okay, we do one time of yoni massage and we heal. No, it's a, it's really a long-term uh, treatment. Right. And it's not starting with yoni no. You're not starting with yoni You're no. starting with walking and feeling mm-hmm. and seeing is this person has the ability to have healthy boundaries? Right. Can he feel safe? Mm-hmm. Is the yoni massage will make re-traumatize, it will actually make the worse because actually that's what she used to do right. to let people abuse her. Mm. And also remembering that a person who has traumatized or has raped, many times he has the, in a, in a spiritual way, uh, the tends to involve the, the healer or the therapist and use him Right. as uh, someone who will attack it. Right. So you need to be really, really in your, yeah. you know. And it's also so much pressure for the for the therapist. Like, I, this is like also the whole... If you are pressured, you can't work with it. Right. The thing is that the, the therapist must have so much experience and his uh, attitude to sexuality has to be so relaxed and so easy, easy going. Mm-hmm. So he won't be pushing anything, anything or craving to anything. Because right. when you're craving, you're already not there. Right. You need to be very, very soft. Yeah. And also for emotion, because a lot of emotions will coming out. Right. All the fear, all the hatred, all the anger, all the the pain that was blocked will go out. So. Many people think that the universe is something, you know, with candles fun. And, and fun and orgasm. At the beginning, it's the hell going out. Right. All the pain is going out of the mm-hmm. body. There is a lot of pain. There is a lot of... And the, the therapist needs to stand and help this person to express that. Right. And to move this energy out until the body is starting to be relaxed from all this tight... Right emotions yeah. and then something amazing is happening slowly slowly the body became more and more sensitive and after a few times also a pieces of the memories can rise up for example last week I, I did some kind of treatment with someone that was with me for quite a long time and she knew that she had uh, sexual abuse when she was a child she couldn't remember the facts mm. yeah and while we are doing the, the yoni massage, and of course we are connecting all the time, and I ask her, what do you feel here? And she, she felt saying nothing, and I'm pushing, and I'm using a pain at the beginning, mm. because pain can be also a connection to that. And she said, oh, I feel pain. And then we move the energy there, 
and she starts to yelling and, and, and feeling emotions and anger. And then she stopped and said, wow, now I remember something. Mm. The memory went out mm. and she remembered those, this person who is taking her to the basement and doing stuff to her. So the memory is locked in the body. Wow. And then again, and, and moving to other parts. And actually we are mapping right. the whole environment until there is a completion. Right. And until at the end, there is a way that those areas that was disconnected became connected. Mm. If there was there were pain or vestibulitis or vasodynia or it's sometimes vanished. After wow. a few months or few, maybe one year, two years of treatment, it depends. Sometimes it's even less. Right. Things are changed. And the sexuality became normal again. Wow. And relating with the husband or relating with the boyfriend or with men. Mm. And having a kind of, of ability to relate with men. Wow. No, because people who are traumatized, women who are traumatized, they don't trust them. Right. They don't trust them, they're afraid. They can't really be with them at the same home. Right. Yeah, so yeah. there is a trust that should be, you should build it before. Yeah. Sujay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but we come to the end of our hour. Wow. Yeah, wow. Just I, too short. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do more, I would. Um, I would love you to end with maybe... I really want you to maybe tell everyone about what you do. Maybe just a little bit of your school, what you what you do, um, maybe any offerings. I don't know if you have anything going on right now, but if you do, this is I would love you to, mm. to share that. Thank you. So I'm working uh, generally in the clinic in Bardis Khan as well, and uh, working on many kinds of uh, for not only trauma, couple therapy, single therapy. I'm working with men who has a, some kind of dysfunction with their sexuality, or they want to learn the tantric way. And also with women with the same subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a school called Malag. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I understood that there are so many tantric uh, therapists right. that need more educated and more understanding about trauma. I, at the end, like 10 years ago, I started to build a Marag school and I teaching um, the students how to, to be a therapist mm-hmm. in an ethic way. I develop my own ethics and, uh, and, and how to treat uh, men and women that, that are involved with the a sexual exercise. Mm. How, how can we define that? Mm. That that you know those those uh, um, you know there, there is a problematic thing mm. when you're a therapist and you are working with the touch. Right. So how can we walk and not using or abusing, knowing or unknowing? You right. know, just right. you know right. this this. Power that we have on the on the our client. Right. So we develop a complete um, way of being uh, and working with a protocol mm-hmm. that help to avoid avoid those uh, ways. Mm-hmm. And the, the people of Mag are doing that. 
and actually it's the, the largest school in, in Israel right now and more than thousand hours of working and stage and everything. Wow. And we have of course workshops yeah. for uh, individuals and for couples and we have a festival that's coming up in uh, two months. Mm-hmm. We have Marag festival. And in Istan, I'm also teaching uh, a few times a year there, mm-hmm. you know, also, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, Amazing. So I'm... Busy. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it, I love it. Like, I love to see people that are coming in one way and they're going out, shining with yeah. the eye, you know, they just drop something or they learn something else or just come to connect or to themselves. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. way for me to, to really give my present to the world. Yeah. I want some of your presents. <laughs> for sure. Thank you so much for <laughs> Thank being you. Here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. I'm so happy this worked out. Thank you guys for being here. Um, we're going to end now. If you guys have any questions, we don't have time for questions today, but you can um, you can definitely send us a message in the comments and we will try and answer them too. So for now, Send you my love. Send you my love and thank you all for listening.